Hey everybody, this is Kyle, and as promised, this is part two of episode 11 of the Geek Rex podcast. So where we left off, uh, Harper, myself, and Shane were all discussing the uh, Age of Ultron event over at Marvel, and as a part of our big Marvel-centric episode this past week, we wanted to touch on the September Marvel solicitations. So we do that, and we also get on to the news that uh, happened over the past week. You can find all of our thoughts and opinions on all things geek at geekrex.com. Follow us on Twitter at geek underscore rex, and like us on Facebook. Feel free to give us a rating if you're listening to us on iTunes, and thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoy part two. Let's take a look at these Marvel solicits and sort of see what the aftermath is bringing us. We get to see the the next event. Yes, the next event, which, you know, when you look at the Marvel solicits, the first thing that kind of comes up is Infinity! So... Number two. Yeah, it looks like that's going to be the next big Marvel thing. I I guess it's trying to line up with this this whole uh, idea that cosmic comics are the way to go, uh, particularly with Guardians of the Galaxy sort of... You gotta push up. it if there's a movie. Yes, yep. yes. So, the, just to sort of encapsulate the Infinity discussion, um, I mean, it's all tied into Infinity and New Avengers and Avengers number nineteen. Um, I, I, are, are you guys? You guys are Avengers readers. I know you are, Shane. But uh, and you, uh, I got burned after they ended Bendis's run, and then I got back in with New Avengers. Oh right, but you don't. But you don't read the regular Avengers title. No. Oh, this is mm-hmm. interesting because. A uh, Harper, you read you you just read regular <laughs> Avengers title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fascinating. Yep. I read them both. And Kyle reads both. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. Um, so let's let's start with regular Avengers first. Um, I mean, so the Avengers number nineteen is coming up, and it's another Infinity tie-in. Um, you know, at this point, they they don't really say a lot in the solicitations, other than you know, oh, Avengers, prisoners, it's something having to do with the Inhumans, right? All that... it's, it's all based around stuff stuff relating to Black Bolt. It looks like, uh, yeah, the Inhumans, and then like Thanos. Or I think it's like the Avengers are going into space for some reason, and they're going to be gone, and uh, Thanos is going to come to Earth, and that's why the Mighty Avengers are going to come. Right. Out. So let me ask you, Harper, how are you liking Avengers right now? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trailing off. Honestly, I'm considering dropping it. Just it's, it's got like a lot of times I'll really like Hickman stuff. Like I, I love Manhattan projects, but, um, his Avenger stuff has been, it started really strong for me. I loved the first couple issues with, um, Opeña on the art, but it's just gotten, it's these huge ideas and there's like no character work in there at all. Like, that you could just put, you know, blank characters in there and they, it would serve the purpose because it's all about these big science fiction ideas he's putting forth, which are interesting, but it just doesn't feel like a Avengers book to me in a lot of ways. Well, not... well you know what book you need to read, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel that way, too, about the the, 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 uh, the standard Avengers title. Like, I like I like the the plotting and, you know, I like when Jerome Opeña's on art, but unfortunately we keep bouncing around to all these different artists that makes it yeah. makes the book feel very disjointed a little bit. It does. And um, 
and and there's it's such a big cast like uh, this idea of Avengers World and it's sort of like the Justice League and uh, unlimited version of the Avengers. Yeah. And so, but the, the character work hasn't been put in place for me to care about many of these characters. Right. Exactly. Um, like you've got Smasher who had a really nice you know background issue, but at the same time, you know, what do I care about? Um, I don't know, uh, Shang-Chi at this point, or what do I care about, um, you know, this, the, those two guys, what the hell, uh, Cannonball and, uh, the other one, <laughs> whatever the hell his name is. Right. Uh, I mean, I know that they're, they're back, they're characters from other series, but I didn't read any of those. So, um, to have them come into Avengers and, you know, they're, they're like point, like center focal points. And I just I don't I don't know anything about him. I don't care. Yeah, I'm, I feel exactly the same way. Yeah, and Mike Diodato's art sucks, um, and that that's been a big problem for me. But I will say I didn't read this past week's issue. I still have it just sitting next to my bed. Um, but I did read the past two that that Nick Spencer has been like co-writing, probably scripting the book more or less. And I think it's improved with him on it, which is kind of nice. It almost makes me want to read Secret Avengers. But I I, I like that better, uh, all the stuff with, like, the high evolutionary and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's it's gotten a little bit more interesting, but it's still just sort of... I mean, yeah, like you said, it's not just the art to me that makes it disjointed. It just feels very disjointed, even with the writing, too. Just, I don't feel like there's, like, a strong push towards... A, a central storyline. I don't really get what's going on very well. Yeah. Yeah. Me either. <laughs> I mean, you've got ex Nilo up there, uh, on the, on Mars or whatever, along with the other character, the other nameless character that I can't even remember. Uh, and then yeah. whatever, captain universe. Um, and, uh, not, was it night mask? Is that the name of the, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> so, I think that's his name. Um, I mean, if there's interesting ideas, it's just not quite coming together. On the other hand, I think New Avengers, which you don't read, Jane Amazing. is awesome. I, that's, that's what I keep hearing. i got to pick it up. And this latest issue was, I just loved it. It did. Like, there, was nothing actually, there was nothing actually about the story itself that was amazing. I just really, really appreciated in this latest issue of New Avengers that Hickman acknowledges that this team does not have to be together all the time, which is something I really wish the Avengers and the Justice League over at DC would do, is... This team should only be together when something so massive is happening that one hero can't take care of it. It needs to be only be situations that these heroes have to band together. And so that's what I really appreciate about this issue is it shows them on their downtime, even though there is this tension between Black uh, Panther and Namor. Even though there's that, there's we're seeing them separated. They're not together as the Avengers in this issue. Right, and I I, I have to say I, I like the idea that this is sort of his Marvel version of the Manhattan Projects in a way, because um, the character work that's missing in Avengers is completely in New Avengers. I mean, I mean Jonathan Hickman has a great voice for Reed Richards and for Neymar and for uh, Black Panther. I mean, he's really just nailing those characters. And um, I also really liked in the most recent issue the idea that they put a one month later in there. So mm-hmm. now you because yeah because we've been been talking about whether when this book actually takes place right right and I love that they actually made finally made nods to 
hey, you're, you're supposed to be lost on the other side of the galaxy with your family. <laughs> Why are you meeting me here <laughs> uh, when he's having dinner with Dr. Doom? Um, and so I like that there's a little bit of a wink and a nudge to the shared continuity of yeah, the creator. Yeah. Um, but there's also just this, this idea that, oh, okay, now I know that that whole section of New Avengers takes place before the Avengers book even starts. And that, that helps me a lot because <laughs> I'm a bit of a continuity maven, you know, um, and I want to put my books in order to ever reread them. So that, that, you know, especially with Jonathan Hickman, everything is a piece of a puzzle in Marvel. So yeah. it's all one big story. So it's, that's, that, I, I will say that's very helpful. Again, the Diodato art, not awesome, but, um, you know, it's, it's okay. It, it, it's fine. It's, it works for what he's writing. It's not Steve Epting. That's all I'm going to say. And that's the one thing I do miss. But um, are you guys going to pick up Infinity since this is all leading into it? See, that's what's making me mad. Um, see, at first I would have said no because it's another event and I'm just tired of Marvel doing events. But now that these solicits are coming out and I'm seeing just how many books I read that are going to be affected by it, even Thunderbolts is being affected by this. Um I, I'm starting to become excited for Infinity. I'm, I'm always a sucker for the big, big events. I, I, I shy away from some of the smaller ones that are just like one or two books, but stuff like this, I'm, I'm such a completist, I can't help myself. <laughs> so even even if I didn't think I was interested, I'd, I'll probably pick it up. Uh, you know, I, I I will say I'm uh, I'm going to get it because the idea of Jonathan Hickman hosting a giant Marvel event on his own it sounds pretty darn appealing. And Opeña is doing all the art for for Infinity, so. Well, it's only six. Ooh, issues I didn't know too. that. Now I'm on board. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the beginning of the Avengers book, you know, which was at it was when the book was at its best. So. Yeah. Um. Yes, I'm I'm into it, and yes, it is brief. It's six issues, and hopefully they'll stick to six That's issues. Nice. Um. I will say Hickman is a guy that has everything sort of planned out. So um, I'm I'm excited. I'm not excited about the price point. Four dollars a book. It does not do me well, but whatever. I've been paying four dollars a book for the other ones. So my so I'd say most of my Marvel books are four bucks. Yeah. yeah. What else is new? Um, but Mighty Avengers is is a bit of an interesting case. And that's next on the solicitation <sighs> list. It's written by Al Ewing, who a lot of people like. I think he's the. Uh, I think if I'm right, he was the guy that did Zosser of Zilk. Um, for uh, 2000 AD. Um, so he's, he's a really popular writer with a lot of the indie set, and it's kind of cool that he's coming to do something for Marvel. But, you know, then you see Greg Land on pencils. <laughs> and I start to think, no, I don't know. Um, so I'm not sure. I, I may or may not check out Mighty Avengers. What about you guys? Yeah, not with Greg Land doing it. <laughs> Probably not. I, I read Superior Spider-Man, and he's one of the members of the team. And at first I was very turned off against it because Superior Spider-Man in the series has made such a big deal about how he hates the Avengers and hates being on a team because he thinks he's so much better than everyone else. Uh-huh. And then I read an interview with Ewing about how he's writing the book, and I was like, they and I just specifically read his answer. They broke down each team member, and I specifically just read his answer about Superior Spider-Man because I'm sorry, I don't care about Luke Cage or White Tiger or Spectrum or Power Man or anything else or She-Hulk. Um, so I just wanted to see what how he's approaching Superior Spider-Man, and it, I think he has a handle on him, but it's going to have to be something that is that looks important for me to take a look at it right now. I'm not planning on getting it because September's already going to be extremely expensive for me. Wait, I, I thought Luke Cage was power man. 
It says that has them as two separate people on this solicit, but I thought so as well. I don't know what's going on with Marvel. <laughs> I, 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 I honestly, I'm sure there's some some new Power Man that I just don't know of. But I, I remember him always being called Power Man. It's like Power Man and Iron Fist. Yeah, it's got it's got them as two separate people, but maybe they put Power Man instead of She Hulk. I don't know. Uh, maybe yeah. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm no. I mean, there, there's a, a young African American character I've never seen before, so I'm assuming that, and he's dressed up just like Luke Cage, so he must be the new power man i have no idea uh, um so okay then there's infinity the hunt which is uh written by matt kent oh I'm, I'm gonna buy that he's getting a lot of work in september yeah it's it's his busiest month clearly um ever in mainstream comics but uh i mean it looks like it's basically if y'all remember the old uh contest of champions crossover from like the 80s of marvel y'all may not be y'all may be too young nope. to remember that but it was yeah, thanks, Kyle. Yeah, you, you may be. I, I barely, <laughs> you young people. I barely remember it, but it was you know a decent crossover. Not really all that well remembered, but historically speaking, it was one of Marvel's first big things right after Secret War, if I remember right. But um, so this is sort of the side story. Um, I don't know Stephen Sanders' art at all, but it stars Hank Pym, Wolverine, and She-Hulk. So that could be kind of interesting if you like those characters. I do like oh, just Pitt. all three of my favorite people. Yeah, yeah. But uh, written by Matt Kent, man, I'm 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 gonna buy it because uh, why not? My my thing with that, I'm starting to get where I'm gonna buy the Matt Kent books as well, just because I trust you enough with your opinion of him. But I'm fine with just buying his DC books that month. Sure, sure. Um, I, I I'm loving all his work. So uh, I know I know you you said an ooh there, uh, Harper. So is that something? Yeah, I I love mind management. That's always one of my favorite books every month. Yeah, it was it it was it was awesome. Hey, did you get your mind management signed at Heroes Con by the way? I did. It was so cool. Yes, all the places <laughs> I got would sign it in weird spots, right? I know, and I, I got the little uh, pill with a miniature comic inside. Oh, also, very nice. I did, I did not get. I did not get that. <laughs> I bought a bunch of other books from him, but that was the uh, the one I, I did not do. Um, so that's going to be a must buy for me. Uh, but Infinity Heist is the, is probably the other Infinity crossover tie in book. And that's written by Frank Thierry, who is never a turn-on for me. But um, I guess this is another book that, uh, I guess, has, you know, random characters like Blizzard and Spy Math. I see Iron Man on the cover. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're talking about a book I don't know anything about, so... Yeah, um, so skip, skip it. Skip, and Harper, unless, you, unless you're going to buy the tie-in, my friend. Uh, Not that one. Okay. <laughs> um, hey, Thunderbolts, you love that, Shane. Yes, uh, Charles Soule's taken over the book after uh, cool. Daniel Way leaves, um, and he's actually keeping the same team, which I was glad because I was I love this team on Thunderbolts right now. So I was worried that they were going to change up the team with a new writer. Um, looks like in addition to the Mighty Avengers, when all the Avengers are gone, the Thunderbolts are going to have to protect Earth, which could be interesting. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Charles Soule... Especially when you look at the team of the Thunderbolts. <laughs> right, right. Um, Charles Soule's getting a lot of work, man. So, I mean, and I will say his Swamp Thing is pretty fun. I'm enjoying it enough to not drop it yet. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, the fact that he's being gifted a couple more books that we'll talk about later um, over on the other side of the aisle is, I think, speaks really well to, you know... there. He's going to be a big one, I think, coming coming down coming down the pike. So there's there's a possibility I I might check that out. I don't know. Maybe. I'm excited to see what he does. Thunderbolts has been 
Uh, the second arc hasn't been as solid as what Daniel Way did at first, but Daniel Way has such a good handle on these characters working together, so I'm interested to see how Soul does that. Yeah, well, um, it's, it, you know, I haven't read the book at all. I mean, I know there are a lot of people that love it, but... Uh, hey, uh, there's even more that hate yeah. it, so <laughs> I'm in the minority. Fair enough. That book. Well, it's got Red Hulk attached to it, so it's... You got Red Hulk, The Punisher, Venom, Elektra, Deadpool, which everybody loves Deadpool. Hey, you know what, man? Okay, Punisher. Greg Rucka had an amazing Punisher run, and I was very, very sad that in Marvel Now, Punisher got stuck in this fucking book instead of... Hey, he's been good. Hey, hey but, <laughs> but God, Greg Ruckus Punisher was so good, man. I mean, it was the first time I've ever bought the Punisher regularly. And, I, I mean, I never would read the fucking Punisher, ever. But Greg Rucka imbued him with such humanity and had such a good storyline. And that's the one thing about that makes me hate okay. Thunderbolts. <laughs> yes, but so you'll be disappointed because his main thing in Thunderbolts is that he's Elektra's boyfriend right now. <sighs> mm-hmm. All right. He does some cool stuff, though. Uh, he landed on a landmine, so... Okay. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Nova number eight. Anyone read Nova? Nope. No. All right. Uh, At least, oh, Jeff Loeb's not writing no, anymore. Yeah, Jeff Loeb took though. over. Jeff, Jeff Loeb, who can, you know, just... He's he's poison for comics right now. Uh, yeah, he'll destroy your book for you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> though, I mean, there, there were people that enjoyed it. I mean, people like Zeb Wells better, though. I... I think a lot of people were very upset, though, that it's a new Nova. I think that's what people... I think that's the main issue people had with the oh, book. Well, I think it's it's a very... Uh, like a kid's book, almost. Like an all-ages book. Yeah, that's what yeah, I cause it's like it. a Yeah, because he's like a 16-year-old Nova, I think. Is he? It right. sounded like a Blue Beetle kind of deal, which I was not interested in. Oh, all right. The young Blue Beetle. Okay. Well, that, that, that doesn't make me want to buy it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> Avengers Assemble. You might buy that. Nope. All right, it's I hear I hear there's no reason to anyway. Captain Marvel. Nope. You know what? <laughs> I regret not buying that though because I tell you what, when I was at Heroes Con, I saw so many girls dressed up as Captain Marvel, and yeah. I'm a big proponent of female-led books. Plus, written sure. by uh, you know a fairly well-regarded female writer in Kelly Sue. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I, I'm sad I don't buy it, but um, a lot of friends of mine I know that I trust like it a lot. Eh, you know. I wish the, if the interiors looked anything like the covers, I would be totally on board. But the interior art has just been so bad. I've heard that. So yeah, that's, that's my it. biggest complaint with Thunderbolts, too, is the covers are beautiful, but the interiors are just so mediocre. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I There's a possibility I might try to look at a trade here eventually, but at this point, uh, you know, I, I buy enough stuff as it is. Um, yep. Hey, Superior Spider-Man team up. You going to buy that, nope. Shane? No. <laughs> you don't even have to finish that sentence. Oh, really? I don't. I I read the main book and that's it. I don't care about any of the tie-ins to it. Yeah. And next month's gonna be rough because it's Superior Spider Month next month at Marvel, <laughs> and they're launching Superior Spider-Man Team Up, which is what it used to be. Uh, what was it called? It's it's still running. It's the book with Spider-Man teaming up with everybody, but it's not called Spider-Man Team Up. Avenging Spider-Man. Avenging Spider-Man. Yeah, that that book's ending this month. And so they can July, start another Spider-Man yeah, then, team up. Then, then in July, it's relaunching a Superior Spider-Man team-up with the exact same writer, the exact same premise, but it's Superior Spider-Man. But even though but, but it's Avenging Spider-Man one. had already become Superior Spider-Man. Um, and then there's going to be the spectacular foes of the Superior Spider-Man or something like that. <laughs> something really dumb. Um, with it, Okay, it's a Sinister Six book, which could be interesting. But when you got members like Boomerang and Shocker 
and nobody's gonna read it. Right, right. Well, okay. There, 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 there you have it. I, I know there's, I know Superior Carnage is coming out too, but we'll get there. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's that's a next, that's another book launching next. Yeah, month. yeah. Um, well, let's just let, since we're talking about Spider Man, let's just cover Spider Man real fast. Um, I'll just okay. go ahead and skip down to that, and uh, since I hate to get into it, uh, too, too, too in depth without just talking about it all. Um, yeah, I mean, do do you guys buy the Spider Man titles at this point? Superior and Ultimate. Okay, you buy Superior and Ultimate. Do you, you don't buy any Harper? No, I've never been a Spider-Man guy. Me either, man. But I did notice, I noticed, and I, you know, to hell with some of these these tie-in books, but the main one, I saw Spider-Man twenty Spider 2099 is coming back. Yes, it um, is. I guess, you know, if that's a thing that people were demanding, uh, then it is uh, exciting for some folks, yeah? I guess. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> If you're a big 90s fan, I guess if you're at Spider-Man 2099 is going to be exciting for you. But, uh, Miguel, man, or whatever his name is. Uh, 90s. I mean, the 90s were the worst period in Spider-Man's history. You had Clone Saga and Spider-Man 2099. Ugh. I, I, I'm not... I mean, I'll, re- I'll still read the book, but it's not like something I'm just clamoring for I, dude i tried man look I, I tried to read superior spider-man and i did not love dan slot's writing at all um i'm sorry it's just, <laughs> and it's just me i guess i i didn't really care for ryan stegman's um, art either but well the artist changes about every other issue uh, on that book, uh, right on so um but i you know if I, I keep hearing like so many, uh, you know, so many people screaming in my ear about how great it is including yourself so hey i don't scream i know you um, and if you will look at my reviews for the last two issues, I think the book's actually starting to waver a little bit. Oh, is it? So, okay. Yeah. Well, I did, but that doesn't mean you're going to drop it, does it? Not yet, but I, it, it's very possible I might by the time it gets done with all this 2099 crap. Oh, man. Well, I mean, it's, it, we'll, we'll see, but, um. Well, because he keeps, Dan Slot is getting on my nerves because he hints on things that I am interested in and then he never capitalizes on them. Yeah, like the Green Goblin has been hinted at in two issues now, and then we're still not doing anything with him. So hold on, is 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 Superior Spider-Man better or worse than Ultimate Spider-Man? Worse. Worse than Ultimate Spider-Man. So Ultimate Spider-Man is still like the key book that uh, you like. Yep. That'd be the one yeah, I'd pick up gonna if pick I up was a, into it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna pick up a Spider-Man book, I'd recommend Ultimate. It's the less divisive and it's the much better written book. I see. Um. Yeah. I. I. I mean, I tried to read Ultimate Spider-Man for a while, but I dropped out. Um. The Miles run or the Peter run? The both. I mean, I, I read the Peter run for you know almost a hundred issues, and then the Miles run. I read it for like I had the first two trades in hardcover, and then um. I, I sort of stopped reading it uh, right around. I think that's all that's out right now in trades. Oh, the two hardcovers? No, I figured I figured yeah. they put out something for Divided We Fall at this point. But um, I I stopped reading it right around the crossover when the Venom stuff ha- started happening because yeah. I I just it wasn't that I that I didn't enjoy it necessarily. There's just an aggravation for me, and I know things have improved, you know, since they did a one-year-later jump, but during the time frame of the Venom storyline, and even before then, you know, Bendis writes teenagers that sound like a a 40-year-old man's version of teenagers, and his dialogue (laughs) is, like, like just terrible, and that's weird for a guy who is awesome at dialogue, yeah, I was about to say it's a it's a very character driven book, and I think he has a very good handle on these characters. So I don't know if I'd agree 
that it's terrible, but I mean, it is awkward in places. It's aggravating, you know. I hate I hate listening to a middle aged man trying to sound hip, you know. Uh, Radical. <laughs> right. What are all you young people up to? <laughs> I know, it's like Scott Lobdell when he's writing Teen Titans. You know, it's not that bad. I'm mean, I'm not comparing it really, but I'm just it's just sort of my analogy. It's it's just a guy that they, they need. It's almost like they they needed to get somebody a little younger to come in and write a younger character because they'd have a better pulse on what a kid like that would sound like, or at least kind of run it through uh run it through somebody that might be able to. I guess he doesn't have a teenage kid to run it by. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what his what his family situation is. I figured he did, but um, the uh, and then Hunger is the uh, Ultimate Comic Spider-Man sort of spinoff. Uh, oh, it's a spinoff. Well, you know, it, it's it's about. See, I didn't know what it was until everybody's making a big deal about Galactus. Yeah, I so. mean, it, it's 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 not really a spinoff. It's an Ultimate Universe line wide thing, but oh, uh, it's called, yeah. It's, this solicit is selling it as a universe shattering series. Josh Fialkop, pretty good writer. Um, and Leonard Kirk's not a bad artist. Um, I don't know how they're going to balance the continuities, though, because Ultimate Spider-Man's a year ahead of the other two Ultimate books. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. That's a good question. Um, is that is that a book either y'all going to pick up by chance? I don't even know if, Harper, if you read it. Uh, but... No, I don't. I mean, Ultimate Spider-Man's the only one I read, so if it ends up having to affect it, I'll probably read it. I mean, it's only four issues. So. Sure, sure. I, I mean, I, I won't because I don't read Ultimate universe stuff anymore uh, i just i just kind of gave up spider-man's the only thing worth reading yeah i mean it's i mean because the ultimates i mean they've killed so many characters in the ultimate universe the only ultimates that are left are thor iron man and captain america well, ultimates used to be great um when hit the first two series were well, the, when hickman was writing it when they relaunched it it was awesome oh yeah and the, and it tied into his fantastic four run and everything it was fan, it was phenomenal but then you know uh my favorite writer in the world took over um yep. <laughs> i say that in jest and it just went completely downhill it may be better now that fialkov is writing um writing writing the uh, ultimates title now but i think he's uh i don't think he's been added yet i think somebody else is still on the run. No, his, first, his first issue came out like a couple weeks ago, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I still just haven't taken the time to jump. And Ultimate X Men. I mean, I've only read. I can only taste. Like my only taste of Ultimates and X Men right now are from the Divided We Fall and United We Stand crossover. So I can't really say too much about those series. But from what little bit I've read of them, Spider Man's better. Um, okay, so let's get back to the main universe. Uh, Uncanny Avengers number twelve is coming out, and it looks like it's a lot of stuff to do with Kang. I, I feel like one of one of us reads that book, right? Uh, that's probably maybe my favorite book at Marvel right really? now. I love it. Ooh. Really? Wow. Okay. I can't yes. All right. So I'm in. The, I'm a huge Rick Remender fan, dude. I'm in the midst of reading Uncanny X Force finally. Oh my god! It's so yeah, good. and I mean, Chris was kind enough to loan me his, so I gotta. I, I do need to read that yeah. because Angel's my favorite X Man, and so when I saw they did a story with him, I needed to read. Um, it. so Uncanny Avengers is that like picking up any threads from that at all, or? Yeah, very, very much so. Okay, deals with a lot of the fallout from uh from un, uh Uncanny X Force and and a lot of the stuff, the interesting aspects of uh, Avengers versus X Men. It kind of picked up where that left off too. Interesting. Um, the the first arc, um, I love John Cassidy, but he was it lo- he looked so rushed. It was the probably the worst art he's ever done that I've seen. Um, but since he's left and is just doing the covers, it's been really really fantastic. Very cool. Um, so how do they reconcile? This is a stupid question, but how you know how is this Avengers team? I mean, are they known as the Avengers? I mean, compared to the other Avengers? They, 
they call themselves the Uncanny Avengers. They're supposed to be the the mutant Avengers hybrid team to kind of promote, you know, equality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, they actually call themselves the Uncanny Avengers? I believe so. Oh, that's that's kind of stupid. <laughs> it is kind of silly. <laughs> that's like, well, is it any dumber than Justice League? Dark? I know they actually <laughs> call themselves that in, in story. It's horrible. <laughs> oh, they call them that in the other books too. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, they, they, they 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 equate to each other, I guess, in terms of stupidity. Then fair enough. Um, I I just I was I always wondered how that that worked because you know Thor and Captain America are on two different Avengers teams. And they're both called the Avengers, and I thought to myself, ah, that's a little strange. But but you but you do recommend that as one of the better Marvel books, then? Oh yeah, I, I would put it right beneath Thor. Those two are probably my two favorite comics. Coming I was about out to say right Thor now. is probably the best one at Marvel. Yeah, Thor is insane. Wow, well, rock and roll. I, I, neither of those would be my best book at Marvel, but I don't read of Uncanny Avengers yet, so that's uh, I, I, Thor better be your number two. Uh, um, we'll uh, get there. We'll get there. I think it's definitely Thor is definitely the most underrated of all the Marvel Now books because nobody besides me. I mean, you and I are the only ones I see talking about it on Twitter. Let, let's so. get there. Um, okay, so let's let's round out Avengers real quick. And, and it, Harper, you may have sold me on Uncanny Avengers, by the way. So I'll I'll, I'll keep my <laughs> once I finish once I finish Uncanny X Force. Uh, you know, I'll possibly. Yeah, it, it's it's. I would think it would be much more rewarding having read that first. It's got a lot of stuff to do with that. Sure, sure. Um, and then Avengers AI, I ain't touching with a fucking tin. Nope. <laughs> nah. And I and that was the other, uh, you know, the other ramification of Age of Apoc or Age Age of Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> this this creation of this Avengers AI team with Vision and everybody else. So um, Sam Humphreys, no fucking thank you. Um, and Avengers Arena. I know a lot of people like that, but uh, Dennis Hopeless, I feel the exact same way. So, um, is that a book that you read by chance, Harper? No, I hear great things about it, but I haven't read it yet. All right. Young Avengers 10. Um, Harper, you're reading that, right? No, I'm not. Fucking hell, man. I'm the only one. <laughs> Shit. All right. Well, Young Avengers, let me just tell you guys it's great for the art. Um, Jamie McKelvey is a tremendous artist, though he does kind of draw the same face over and over again. Um, but Kieran Gillen, I liked his journey into mystery run to an extent. I didn't care for the fact that it was, you know, just belabored by crossovers constantly. Um, but it did have a nice bit of charm to it. It was nowhere near the Marvel version of Sandman that some people sort of tie on to it. Uh, mm. But... You know, it, it was still a, a solid book. And Young Avengers, I picked up as sort of a follow-on to that because I like the characterization of Kid Loki. It's a it's a neat it's a neat idea, and Jamie McKelvey does a great job, you know, on art with him. It's a real cute look. Um, I don't really care for the writing of Young Avengers at this point. It's it, you know maybe it will read better in trade, but it's one of these books where you feel like kind of nothing happens every single issue, and it has beautiful page layout, some of the best coloring in the business. I think it's Matt Hollingsworth who's doing the coloring, but eh, I'm I'm just very lukewarm about this. If there was an Avenger, uh, a Marvel book I was thinking about dropping, this would be the one. I don't know if I'm going to make it to Young Avengers number ten, but um, if you like really pretty art. And it's worth checking out, you know, especially if you're part of that Tumblr crowd that Kieran Gillen is apparently writing to. Um, Secret Avengers, anybody? I've, I've picked up a few issues here and there, and I really liked it, but I haven't latched onto it yet. I'm interested in it um, because, well, 
you know, it's it's the only book where I guess Hawkeye is kind of front and center. That's a superhero book that isn't the Hawkeye book, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that in, in of itself, I'd be interested in that because I've become more interested in Hawkeye in a while. But uh, you know, I haven't I haven't picked it up yet. Um, so yeah, maybe that's something I will also check out. Plus, Nick Spencer's writing has been very very good on Avengers, so um, that would be worthwhile. Um, a plus X, anybody? Nope. All right. I didn't like AVX. I'm not going to read anything. I mean, yeah, for real. I don't even know what A plus X is. Sorry. I... It's a ramification of it. Okay. Um, Venom? I, I honestly thought it was going to be a miniseries. Venom? No. Okay. <laughs> Scarlet Spider? Oh, no. this is getting ugly. Morbius? <laughs> no, but my brother's a big Morbius fan, but I don't know if he's been reading the book or not. Yeah, yeah. The um, I know... Like, my brother's favorite Spider-Man villains are, like, Mysterio and Morbius. Morbius. So I, I guess he's... Been reading it. I don't know. I'm, I don't want to give those books a short shrift. I mean, uh, Joe Keating is a very good writer, and I liked his Glory book a lot. So, um, you know, that would be the one thing that would make Morbius of interest to me. But, I mean, it, that, that is a character I do not. That's just one of those books that it's like, I mean, it's great for that creator that he's getting to write something, but you just know any month now is going to be the last month for it. Um, you know, some of these books that we just sort of skipped over, I will say Mike is a big fan of all things Spider-Man. So I, just to give credit to it, Mike says Scarlet Spider is a very good book, and I know he enjoys Venom. I've heard it's good. Yeah, I mean... Um, I was interested in... Is Remender still on Venom? Uh, no, I, I think it's... Uh, Venom is now Cullen Bunn. Yeah. Okay. I, I was interested in Venom when uh, Remender was writing it, but now that he's on Thunderbolts and I get Venom action in Thunderbolts, I don't really have an inclination to read right. it. Right, and but you know, Scarlet Spider is also interesting to me because it's the one hero that doesn't take place in New York, so um, he's in Houston <laughs> yeah. or something. So I think that's that 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 in of itself is kind of cool. Um, Captain, is it Ben Riley? Huh? The Scarlet Spider? Is it Ben Riley? No, it's Kane. Um, Remember Kane? Vaguely, <laughs> he's one of he's one of Peter's clones. Yeah, yeah. Um, you 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 read the Clone Saga at some point in your life, didn't you, Harper? We've all been traumatized by it. Harper, you, <laughs> even if we've never yeah, read just, it. No, I just heard I heard so much bad things about it. I've just avoided it. Good for it. you, man. Good for you. It, that's the, the way to go. Best thing to... I think we've covered this on the podcast before, but best thing to come out of uh, Clone Saga was the Scarlet Spider's little cut-off jacket costume. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Um, I, I love that costume as a kid. Um, okay, so Captain America, I used to read that, and I stopped. I, I'd be Remember very excited about book? this issue. Would you? Yeah, this is well. I, I mean, like I said, I'm a big Remender fan, and I, I read the first couple issues of his uh, new Captain America that's going on now, and I really, I liked the, I like the writing and I like the art, uh, but I didn't. I'm just not into Captain America like Dimension Z fighting aliens. That just didn't do it at all for me. So I'd be really interested to see what happens when he comes back. Yeah, I mean, back to Earth. Yeah, and Carlos Pacheco is uh, on art here, so at least it's not the John Romita Jr. shit art that I don't like. Yeah, I was about to say, that's what I was curious about was John Romita Jr. still drawing that book. Um, I don't know. He may, he may, this may just be a fill in, honestly. Like, that's my, That's the main reason I didn't pick it up when it started. Yeah. I might be the only person that really likes John Romita Jr. <laughs> I don't know I, why. I liked, it, I liked it on Avengers, but then he was on Avengers for so long, I noticed that he draws everybody the same. Right. Yeah, a little bit. Well, this. Uh, Captain America had Dean White coloring him, which made a huge difference for me. It was really interesting the way he was coloring the book. Yeah, I, I, I need to. I, I, I'd, I'd like. I believe me. I'd like to read a Captain America book because I like the character a lot. I, I stopped yeah. after issue three because I just yeah, I wasn't too. interested anymore. But 
They, it is the re- I will say this. It's the return of Nuke. If anybody remembers Nuke from Born Again, um, which is maybe the greatest thing Marvel has ever produced, uh, the the Daredevil story, uh, Frank Miller and uh, David Mazzuchelli. Um, and so Nuke is sort of like this anti-Captain America that was developed for the Vietnam War. And he's a really interesting character because he's like got this American flag painted on his face or tattooed on his face or something, and he like takes these pills. They're like red, white, and blue pills that like give him, you know, I don't know if it's like eases his. Okay, you're making this sound less interesting. As I, you keep I, going I, on about it. It was the '80s, man. But um, he he looks like an '80s character. But I, I'd like to see what what uh, Reminder's take on him might be. So I, I'll either revisit Captain America by issue 11, or I'll try to catch up or something. I don't. Um, so Thor, God of Thunder, uh, Yay! yeah, new arc, fine. Although, boo, it's Malekith. <laughs> yeah. Cue like, I mean, the, uh, obligatory movie tie-in. I love Jason Aaron, but why did he have to do the movie tie-in villain? Because, I mean, Iron Man didn't do a Mandarin issue, so. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, it's, it, I, I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving the Gore the God Butcher arc and the, even though it's been going on for forever. It, 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 but you know what? It's an epic story, man. And I, yeah, I yeah. like that it's getting the full attention it deserves. I know some people are probably getting tired. That last issue was fantastic. Yes. Oh, my God. It was so good. Yes, with all three Thor, of Young boys. Thor riding in with a shark. It was great. <laughs> it's like stupid that shark. <laughs> well, I mean, the best part of it is when I – I mean, it's like I said in my review of it, it – in the miniature review I did, if you're not sold on King Thor yet, that issue would have sold you on Absolutely. it. Absolutely, I, I because agree. Uh, him knocking him light years away. With yeah, that one was hit the moment. Right, with that that little caption box, it just says like you know five light years from here. That's that's the point when you're like, wow, this is so huge in scope. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean that and that ending, my God, where uh, yeah. it looks like Gore won. And that's the sad part, yeah. <laughs> even with all three of them attacking him. Uh, it will be nice, though. I mean, as much as I've loved all three Thors, it will be nice for him to just focus on Avenger Thor. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Though I, I, is is Ribic leaving the book after this uh, after the Gore story? I don't know. He's at least not drawing number thirteen. No. From the yeah, I hope he's not leaving for good. Oh my, that art is so good. It, it fit. It fits the dynamic of the book, yeah. which is um, Thor as Conan. Um, it's very like fantasy, fantasy like book cover art. I yeah. would have never guessed like not even two years ago that you would have me reading a Thor book. So yeah, I think here. that's a testament to how well Aaron's been doing on it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and Ron Garney's a really good artist though. So he, him coming on, I mean, he does that uh, uncanny X-Force book now that's coming out and I like his art a lot. So I, I, I could still kind of roll with, uh, you know, Thor with him on it. If he was the regular artist, I'm just not really sure if he's coming on or not, but uh, permanently, but yeah, Malekith. Maybe maybe Jason Aaron's got a great Malekith story to tell. Who knows? I mean, who knows? It could be better than what we see in the movie. Maybe. So. Yeah, it, it might be a safe bet, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Iron Man. I know you read this, Shane. Yeah. Uh, um, I didn't realize Secret Origin of Tony Stark was going to last this long. Um, <laughs> good Lord. I mean, and it keeps saying mind-blowing revelations for both of the solicits, and it's like, We've already had one that's going to upset enough fans. I don't know what else he has to do, but I mean, if it's still good by fifteen, number fifteen and sixteen, which come out in September, um, the book's gotten better. But other than that, I think this story might be going on a little too long. 
Yeah, um, I mean it, the 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 origin sound. This new secret origin sounds really silly. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's a good thing that book doesn't get as much press as Superior Spider-Man, or else people would be even more upset with it. <laughs> that he was, isn't it like he's been developed by aliens or something? He's an amalgamation of different alien DNA from the cosmic universe. Because uh, yeah, Tony Stark was uh, see uh, Maria was having trouble with the baby. They thought Tony was going to die as an infant. And uh, so they had to kidnap this robot, which has become the villain in the arc, uh, 451, to fix him. And 451 is like, well, there's a lot of dangerous aliens out there in the Marvel Universe. Um, didn't call it the Marvel Universe, obviously. But uh, he's like, and you're, you're going to need someone to uh, prepare Earth for that. Someone to prepare Earth in terms of technology and all of that so that Earth will be ready when, it, when the time comes for it to be tested. And so he gave Tony Stark all this DNA and stuff like that from outer space so that he would be, they basically just made Tony Stark. Basically they, they manufactured him to be the person who was going to help earth win. Uh, wow. Yeah. Gillen, Gillen's starting to really uh, lose a lot of uh, cred with me, man. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'm just not, I'm not into his work. Uh, needless to say, um, Iron Man's been very hit and miss. Yeah, I mean it's that 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 was the impression I got from a few other friends too. So, um, yeah, all right. I I think I prefer the movies to that one. Anyway, um, Indestructible Hulk. I don't read it. I wish I did, because <laughs> yeah, I've heard it's good. Yeah, uh, I've I've been off and on. This week's was really good. I picked it up because it, it was a Daredevil crossover uh, with Mark Wade writing, obviously. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Did uh, I mean was it? I mean, does Indestructible Hulk read kind of like Daredevil? I mean, is it? Um, not, not, not really. It's not quite as you know swashbuckling as everybody calls Daredevil. Right. Um, it's, but uh, I mean, it was interesting. The concept was really, really interesting. They set it up well, but I, I don't know. I, I've just picked it up here and there when it looked interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm, I'm into it. Um, I, I, I that's that much like Captain America. Hulk is probably the other book that I really should catch up on at some point. Um, you know, but yeah, who's, who's got the time or the money? So <laughs> I, I will one day, maybe, or maybe not. No, you're not. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Hell, I like Mark Wade's writing. Um, even though he does try my patience right now. Um, yes. <laughs> so, all right. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Yay. Yeah. That's, that's one I know you read. So to tell me about it. Sarah Pacelli's drawing it. So it's going to be great. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, she's um, fantastic. Uh, Pacelli was on uh, Ultimate Spider-Man for a long time, and then she left Ultimate Spider-Man to be on Guardians. So, if anybody's perfect to take over for McNiven, it's her. So, um, when is Neil Gaiman supposed to take over the book or, or work with? Uh, he's not taking over; it. he's just supervising it. And it looks like Angela's on the team uh-huh. now with Number Seven. Um, I don't know. Um, it's interesting reading both Ultimate Spider-Man and Guardians because Guardians is very much an action book and a team book and things like that, and then Ultimate Spider-Man is a much more character-driven book. Right, right. Um, I mean, it, it looks like it's their big book to push, you know, before next year. Well, yeah. So. Yeah, it's they're going to keep it running as long as possible since they want people to be ready for that movie. And it looks like on that cover, Star-Lord's getting his a different costume. I don't know. I can't tell. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, looks like they're trying to. He doesn't quite look like Chris Pratt too much, but oh, uh, they they won't push that until any like significant images come out from the movie. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see moving forward. Um, I, you know, I'm just, I know none of us read Punisher, so that's uh this uh, Mark Guggenheim's Trial of the Punisher book. 
Um, or Daredevil Dark Knights. Am I, am, I, am, I, am I correct to assume we're not reading that? No, I heard the I first issue was pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it, it, Lee Weeks, I mean, who is a, a you know, significantly good artist and, and, you know, not a terrible writer. Him and, and David Lapham have sort of taken over this book. So um, I, I like Daredevil, just not enough maybe to really pick up this uh, pick up this book at all. Uh, I mean, like I said, time and money as being, being the issue. And I love Daredevil. He's my favorite Marvel character. But sometimes... You know, you, you only want to pick up the books that quote unquote matter, so that's one of the ones I tend I've, I've unfortunately avoided. Um, Fearless Defenders, anybody? My brother reads it and he says it's good. Yeah, I mean, Colin Bunn's a good writer, but um, you know, a lot of people dig him. But it's and I, like I said, I love female led books, so credit to it for yeah. being a thing. My brother always comments on how great the covers are for that book. Yeah. Um, but all right, so Daredevil, Mark Wade, thirty one. Jester, yes. Yep, I'll, I'll be on board still. I'm oh, sure. for sure, that's... man. I will say this right now: that is my favorite Marvel book. That's that's up there with the with um, Uncanny Avengers and uh, Thor for me for sure. Well, I've sung this book's praises for a long time. I mean, it, it's Mark Wade sort of had the first real Marvel Now book when the book started, and then everybody else yeah. kind of caught up, I think. And yeah. I, I mean, it's it's just been a fantastic take. I mean. You know, Daredevil was tremendous under Bendis, and it was still pretty good under Brubaker. Not as great, but not bad. And then it just tanked under Diggle. So um, Mark Wade coming in with this new, very Silver Age inspired take, but still grounded in the tragedy that is, you know, Murdoch's ongoing life is just terrific. And Chris Samney's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad he's still going to be on it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's you know filling in. He took over for Paulo Rivera, and uh, it's been a pretty seamless transition. So yeah. <clears throat> I'm 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 excited uh, about how the book continues to go. I mean, hell, we had Bullseye finally return, um, <laughs> kind of, in an iron lung. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that still from? Uh... Thunderbolts, where he's in an iron lung, or is that from something they've done in Daredevil? That was something in Daredevil. I mean, at the end of um, the end of what was the big crossover in Daredevil? Shadowland. Uh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, Matt Murdock, like sort of pseudo kills Daredevil. Like, he thought, I mean, he thought he killed Bullseye, and um, this was like the hand resurrected him and stuff. But he's all broken and stuff, so he's like he's like living in an iron lung, and he's got like all these casts and everything, and he's pretty much. Uh, now that he can't use his body, he sharpened his mind, and using that, he um, he's he's been basically been the guy that's behind the scenes trying to destroy Matt Murdock since the beginning of the series. So it's it's really culminated into something very interesting. It's it's a great book, man. Yeah, it is. Um, Fantastic Four. Eh. Eh. I, I mean, I read yeah. it, but I'm, it's not anything that I'm just like, oh yeah, Fantastic Four comes out this week. I don't feel that way about um, Fantastic Four, yeah. I mean, it's I hate that I have to feel that way, one, because Fraction's writing it, and two, because I, I genuinely love those characters. But it's just not a run that I'm just thrilled about and just eagerly anticipating each month. Yeah. Um, Harper, do you read either of those, those, those FF books? No, I have no idea why I don't read FF, because Allred is one of my favorite artists of all time, and I hear such good things. But the first issue just didn't really do it for me. But I, I love, no, I love I FF. I do. Um, I, I, I don't read the regular Fantastic Four book, um, you know, because I understand it's a little more like just straightforward superhero stuff, which 
I get plenty of that. Um, it's uh, kind of, it's a lot of time travel stuff. Like, the next issue for July is going to have, it has been, uh, the thing punching what looks like Ben Franklin on the cover. So. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Uh, uh, and Ben Franklin's a scroll, apparently. Well, <laughs> so. the Fantastic Four, I understand, doesn't really have the humor of FF. And F- it's, um, yeah, I think that's a good, it, it's, I haven't read FF, but Fantastic Four is not exactly funny. Yeah. So. I mean, FF has like all of the elements of a Matt Fraction book that I would want. Um, and Mike Allred, I, I love his art. I've loved him since Ecstatics. So um, this is like, FF is the book that I've always wanted the Fantastic Four to be. Um, it's very much like a takeoff from the old Silver Age stuff. And plus, I mean, it, it's not, it's Fantastic Four without the Fantastic Four characters. I mean, She-Hulk and this Miss Thing is becoming quickly one of my favorite Marvel characters, which I didn't think would happen, but Medusa and Scott Lang, I mean, it's, and all the kids. It's it's just... That's really frustrating that he's writing that book, like the way you described that book, because that sounds like more what I'm looking for with Fantastic Four. And the way he writes Fantastic Four, it's very, they're all sad because they have some disease that's tearing their powers apart, and so they're all just sad about it all the time. Oh no, FF is totally joyful, man. I mean, it is it is hilarious, and there's all like these little little jokes that pop up here and there, and I mean, it's it is a very quirky book. He needs to he needs to reevaluate how he writes Fantastic Four. Then I mean, it, working with Mike Allred, you you get inspiration. I mean, it's uh, he's a hell of a creator. So um, yeah. I would advise FF if you're not enjoying Fantastic Four that much. Um, it is a it is definitely one of the better Marvel Now books right now. Um, Hawkeye, Hawkeye. Um, I do love that cover. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome, man. That's I love Hawkeye. That's my number two at Marvel. I like the Lego cover too. That looks really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hawkeye's amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, it's it, it. There's there are there are very there are good comics, and then there are great comics, and then there's Hawkeye. Um, it's as I mean, Daredevil. I love Daredevil because I'm very biased, and I just love Daredevil. But Hawkeye, for most people, would be like the kind of Marvel comic you could get somebody into Marvel comics with. Oh, definitely. Uh-huh. Which you wouldn't, I mean, we've said this before, but you would never expect that to be the character that gets people into Marvel. No. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. No, definitely It's not. weird. I mean, Hawkeye's so successful, DC's trying to copy it with Green Arrow, which is hilarious. And I'm not, I don't mean from, a, from like a, a tone perspective. I'm talking about like art style, and they want it to look more like an indie comic, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah Green Arrow's like this amalgamation of arrow and hawkeye at this point um but hawkeye is just so rad man even down to the covers which are really cool like i i went and asked matt fraction um when uh you you know because the first arc was all in purple right and then the second Mm -hmm. arc when they started all the covers were red and i asked him hey so i noticed that the um that the uh, most recent Frank Avila drawn issue was in orange. And he and I, I was like, why was it in orange when it was originally listed in red? He's like, well, it's because we're turning the covers yellow. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, because it, apparently they're, they're heading for something very, very cool um, in terms of uh, the book. Because there's two Hawkeyes in the book. And, you know, there's uh, two different story threads to follow, both Clint and Kate. So... Um, it's a great book, man. Harper, do you have anything to add to Hawk, the Hawkeye discussion? Uh, no, it's it's fantastic. There's not much more to say say about it than that. I love it. Shane, man, you gotta read it, dude. Uh, yeah, but let's see. What issue is it about to be on? 
Um, oh, uh, 12, yeah, I think? Yeah, yeah. So that's already too far ahead for me to... You can pick it up now. And It'll have to be trades for me it. now. There's, it's, it's too hard for me to go back and get the the floppies now. Yeah, yeah. But the trades would be worth well worth buying, by the way. Um, yeah. I think there's two by now. So. And there's going to be a hardcover coming. I'll see. I might, might just wait for that. Yeah, like the, the first 12 issues, which is the thing I'll I'll buy. I'm not going to buy the trades, but I'll I'll buy that hardcover when it comes out because I just you know I like that that book so much. Um, X Men. Um, so they've got a big crossover. There is only one X Men book worth reading. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, they've got a huge crossover coming, this uh, Battle of the Atom number one. So um, so it sounds like it's a big part of the all-new X-Men book that's, uh, you know, sort of the centerpiece of everything that's going on with X-Men. Do you guys read that? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I started reading it, and then I sort of stopped. Uh, the beginning was a little slow. It was kind of dragged down by some AVX junk, but it's gotten really, really good. Really? Okay. Well, maybe I'll get back to it. And it's still like the past X-Men that... Uh, yep. Uh, yeah, and they've, they've done some really interesting things with it. It's gotten very cool. All right. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll try to get back on it at some point. I, uh, I, I do have access to those issues already, so I don't have to pay for them. <laughs> I can borrow <laughs> them from someone I know. But, um, you know, once I read fables and all the other things that have been loaned to me. Um, but, uh, Shane, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, so this isn't the X-Men book you read, is it? There's only one X-Men book I think is worth reading, and it's not that Okay. Book. Which one do you read? I mean, do we want to go ahead and go yeah, to that go one? To that because one. there's a lot of X-Books. Yeah, 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 yeah. uh, astonishing. It's fantastic. Ah, I have not heard of anything about that. It's the one that made the big deal a year ago because uh, North Star got married to his boyfriend. Yeah, and so everybody's making a big deal about it. But even though Northstar's hardly been in the book since that happened, um, it's just it's great. Marjorie Liu is doing a great job with it, and I mean it's one of the few comics at Marvel that's written by a female writer. Um, it's just been great, and it's been a comic that's actually made me somewhat like Wolverine and Gambit, who might be two of my least favorite X Men ever. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I, I. Um... I can't stand Gambit or Wolverine and their overexposure kind of like ruins the characters for me a little bit. But um, I, I do have interest at least in all new X-Men and uncanny X-Men and sort of getting back on that train. Um, you know, Astonishing is worth it if you uh, do what I did where you read Joss, read Joss Whedon's run and then skip ahead to what they're doing oh, now. On the Marjorie Lou is writing. That might yeah. be what I do. I love that run. Uh, okay, cool. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a, there's a plan to follow there. So wait, they're doing they're doing an arc right now on Astonishing that might come off as a little silly to some people. It's about Iceman being all evil and stuff, mm. but it's it's pretty cool. I do like the covers a lot, at least every time. I see oh them. yeah, covers are usually always beautiful. Um, so I let me before I, I kill any more time trying to read through all these X Men books because there's so many. Are there yeah. are there any other X Men books that you guys read? Because I don't read any of them. Nope. I read uh, Wolverine and the X Men. How's that? Uh, it's gotten a little not as great as it was uh, lately, but the the first arc was awesome it was really really good he brought a really for for jason aaron who writes such dark stories he brought a really funny vibe to yeah. it and it was the first art first two arcs really were great uh, it, it kind of got thrown off course by avx a little bit right on right on well i i, I had an interest in getting back into that book because i love jason aaron's writing and when I, I had this wild hair to read x-men for a while um, cause I, so I got the Grant Morrison omnibus and I got, uh, you know, some of the, uh, astonishing X-Men Joss Whedon stuff. And since then I, um, I haven't really like 
gone any further other than trying to read a little bit of uh, read a little bit of all new X Men. So you know that that might still be something I check out, but I'll probably try to get caught up. You know, uh, on, in time. For- I'm not wild about the artist they've got on Wolverine and the X Men for September. Yeah, yeah. He, he draws Superior Spider Man sometimes, and his art's not. Amazing. Oh yeah, Giuseppe Camonacoli. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Wolverine the X Men was best when they had a uh, Bacalo on it for sure. Are, so are, let me ask you this then: Are you gonna, since you're the big crossover guy, are you gonna read that Battle of the Atom book? Good lord, uh, I mean, that's so many books. Yeah, it is a lot. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it sounds interesting to me, so I'll have to see how how much how necessary it'll be to. to yeah, because you have to remember, books. like you have to remember with all these Marvel books, with all those crossovers with Infinity and Battle of the Atom. And then over at DC, that's Villains Month, too. Yeah, so, yeah, that's true. It's going to be a very expensive month. Uh, if we're you know, continuing it. Hope I have a job by then, because good Lord, I'm going to need that money to buy all those books. True, true story. Okay, so, uh, end of solicitations. Time for news. Oh, boy. Right, about the hour and 50-minute mark here. So, <laughs> this will um, be a two-part podcast, by the way. Um, all right, so let's... Uh, Let's just briefly just discuss, and we don't really have to do more than just give a yay or nay or whether we're excited about it. Um, a standalone Spider-Man graphic novel was announced, which is very rare for Marvel. Marvel doesn't do a ton of standalone graphic novels, especially not at the rate DC does. And uh, so they've announced a new standalone Spider-Man graphic novel called Spider-Man Family Business, written by Mark Wade and James Robinson. Um, and then the art is by... I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but Gab- Gabriel or Gabrielle Delodo. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. Maybe a girl. It's a guy, actually. I don't know. The, the E at the end of Gabriel's oh, throwing well, me maybe off. Maybe, okay. Um, art looks pretty from the one image I've seen, but uh, looks like it's got the kingpin in there. But it's the big thing is that it's about Peter's sister. So I really don't know. Do we trust that writing team enough for this to, to take us to that weird place? Um, I do. Um, I, I mean, I love Mark Wade. I love James Robinson. And the idea that this is his first Marvel assignment. Um, I, mean, I don't know if it's my first Marvel assignment ever. Maybe not. But it's certainly... Since Earth 2, at least. Uh, first one in a long time. So I'm, I'm interested in it. What about you, Harper? Yeah, I mean, with those two guys on board, it'd definitely be something I'd... I'll wait and hear, hear how their reviews are. Yep. But uh, it'd definitely be on my radar. Wait, did they solicit a price on that thing yet? Mm. I didn't see uh, one. I, um, it being Marvel, it could be anywhere from twenty-five to thirty-five. Uh, it's probably going to be like nineteen ninety-nine. Because if it's Marvel and it's nineteen ninety-nine, then that thing's going to be short because Marvel rarely charges nineteen ninety-nine for something. Yeah, twenty ninety-nine yeah. is probably the going rate. But um, okay, well, yeah, that that uh, it, I, I'd be interested in it once I hear a little bit of reviews about it. I mean, I don't read a lot of Spider-Man, but I'm assuming this is Peter, yeah. not uh, not. Uh, no, it's like yeah, that was uh, something someone on my Twitter feed was worried about. It's like, oh, is this going to be Doc Ock? Is this going to be canon with Superior Spider-Man? And no, I think it's it's very much a standalone tale. And I really hope, I hope it's a success just for the fact that I hope Marvel sees that as a message that they should do more standalone right. graphic novels. Oh, sure, sure, absolutely. Um, and, and maybe so. I mean, they do have the Avengers graphic novel coming out that yep. Warren Ellis is doing too. So, mm-hmm. Which I'm actually probably going to pick that one up because I really loved Warren Ellis' run on Thunderbolts. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Mind that was like ten years ago, but still. Oh yeah, yeah he's a great writer, and uh, that yeah, would be something worth getting excited about. Um, they, 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 Marvel's got some good things there on that end. All right, so more Spider-Man news. Um, 
this week was a big week if you're uh, excited for or like me or dreading like Kyle Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> 2. Um, so we know Amazing Spider-Man 2 is going to hit theaters next May and uh, which uh, at least give them this. Sony is very, very smart with when they're releasing these movies because 2014 is going to be a very down summer because 2015 is going to be the real big one with Star Wars and Avengers at least and possibly a Man of Steel sequel um, if they don't push for it being a 2014 movie. So we have Amazing Spider-Man 2 in 2014, but then now we got confirmed by Sony that Amazing Spider-Man 3 will be in, uh, released on June 10th of 2016, and then Amazing Spider-Man 4, which was the real kicker for everybody, will be released on May 4th, 2018. Wow. That's a lot of uh, look-ahead for a movie that <laughs> was only so, uh, decent. So if, you're, if you have a job interview anytime soon and they ask you what you th- where you see yourself in five years, you can at least say Amazing Spider- seeing Amazing Spider-Man 4. <laughs> so. Well, maybe. May- maybe you want to see Amazing Spider-Man 4. <laughs> it's, it's Spider-Man, so I'm going to give it a chance well, sure. either way. Is, um yeah. We don't know that Mark Webb will be attached to three and four, but I imagine they've at least wrangled Andrew Garfield into three and four. Yeah, he'll, he'll, will, will he be like forty by the time number four comes out? Probably, <laughs> but I mean, he's a really good Peter and a really good Spider-Man, so I'm okay with watching him. Sure. Continue. I, that I wonder. I wonder if they're pushing so much for looking that far in advance just so they can hold on to the rights a little bit longer. That that's you know? exactly what everyone's been saying. Um, because the main reason they announced these dates is because Marvel has, they haven't announced what films, but Marvel has planned their releases for 2016 and 2017. Mm. Um, we know Ant-Man's going to be in 2015 after Avengers, and everybody's assuming Doctor Strange is going to be one of those 2016 or 2017 ones. Yeah. Um, but we don't know for sure. So, yeah, everybody's saying this is a very clear message from Sony that Marvel and Disney will not be getting Spider-Man back anytime this decade. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I, again, not a big fan of the of the first Amazing Spider-Man film. I, I liked it. I, there are parts. Uh, it, it very much has a feel. Uh, I think the thing I like the most about it is the casting, particularly Andrew Garfield. Sure. Um, and a lot of the web slinging looks exactly like it's out of the comic, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Um, but with story, it was. It, I mean, it's something everybody said before it's very obvious that a lot of it was left on the cutting room floor yeah yeah i i, I can agree with that um i look i tried to rewatch it one time uh when i was re you know reorganizing my dvd shelf i was like let me put something on and i remember like not hating it in the movie theater but i didn't like love it it was just kind of like well this movie just kind of was for me and then watching yep. it on dvd or on blu-ray or whatever i was blown away by how terrible it was <laughs> like from a dialogue standpoint and just from pure storytelling i thought the first hour was an utter waste and i i don't want to get into a whole amazing spider-man discussion i'm just you know just just outright saying i'm not super stoked about these sequels but what one thing i will point out to you guys and this is interesting because it's germane to the man of steel discussion we had earlier is that amazing spider-man only made about what two hundred seventy million dollars domestically? I mean, it was. It's not terrible. No, it's not terrible, but it's you know you would think Spider Man is as big as Batman. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, this was. I mean, twelve years ago or no, eleven years ago, Spider Man the first movie was such a huge hit. Correct, and two was a huge hit too. So yeah, um, and and I don't care what 
the uh, people Kyle and I have discussed on Twitter with Spider-Man two still holds up and it is still one of the best oh, comic yeah. movies ever. Made. I love Spider-Man two. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, yeah, I, I have very few qualms with that movie and biased as I'm biased as a Doc Ock fan, but it's still one of the best comic book movies ever made. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, um, it, it, you know, anyway, the, the point being that movie made $270 million, uh, and with a big, a big, uh, worldwide cum as well. So you're looking at around 700 mil altogether. And what, what saved it was its worldwide, uh, box office draw. So with such a small domestic run or, you know, a lower than expected domestic run, it's still spawning three sequels. And that may yeah. have to do with Sony wanting to hold on to the property as long as possible and, you know, wanting to sort of build up interest around the property. But it's just interesting that, that uh, you know, those numbers add up to more sequels like that. And yet we're still wondering what's going to happen with Man of Steel 2. Well, we're still wondering what's going to happen with Amazing Spider-Man 2 because, I mean, it's hard. I know you're one that's kind of quick to judge what we've seen on the set yep. so far yep. from that movie. But I feel like so much of what we've seen they're going to add a ton of that movie in post because you can't do just electro practically and you can't do what looks like the way they're approaching the rhino. You can't do that practically. So a lot of amazing Spider-Man two is going to be in post. Yeah, maybe so. And something, and speaking of amazing Spider-Man, the first one having trouble with leaving things on the cutting room floor, the other big Spider-Man news that came out related to that movie is that, uh, Shailene, is that her, how you pronounce her first uh, name? Yeah, uh, I think it's like, Sh or Shailene, Shailene. I don't, uh, the girl from the descendants, uh, Woodley, who was going to be playing Mary Jane in the movie, her part has been going to be edited out completely. Mm -hmm. And wow. she will not be coming back for the third movie, is what I've also heard. What a bummer, man. She's, she's um, a great black yeah. actress, and I thought she was perfect so, in Mary Jane. I'm, I'm pissed. I'm, I'm guessing that with as much as they're cutting out to save for sequels, I guess Amazing Spider-Man 4 is just going to be two hours of explaining plot holes from the first three movies. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe right. so. Maybe so. I, I don't know. I was annoyed... And I hope that it, I really, really hope, much like everyone else that I know on Twitter, I hope that it wasn't because people were complaining that she wasn't "quote unquote" hot enough to play Mary Jane. Yeah, um, she. Uh, they definitely got some very unflattering set photos of her. Well, then that's fine. I mean, the girl's gorgeous. I'm sorry to say. I mean, yeah. I, I just disagree with this idea that she's. Well, and she's a good actress. Right. So. Right. Exactly. I mean, Spectacular Now is this movie that she's going to break through on, by the way, this year. And uh, I think some of these idiots that um, that were huh? They won't go well, see no, it if that's what you're leading to. I'm just saying if there's a lot of buzz built around her, they're going to be like, damn it, <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, I realize it's a small part. Maybe they just weren't happy with the way it was looking. Maybe she'll come back for the next movie. Maybe she won't. It would seem maybe they want Gwen Stacy to be the focus because I don't know. I know you've seen it, Kyle. I don't know if you've seen it, Harper, but there's a very uh, distressing-looking photo from the set if you're a Gwen Stacy fan in these movies because she's wearing a very familiar outfit. Ah, uh. Well, I, that that could be the saving grace for the these movies for me is if they build her up to be a really interesting character, and then the obvious, obviously where they're leading could be much more uh, less of a throwaway kind of thing, and more of the way it felt in the comic. I think. Right. Absolutely. Um, especially since, I mean, think of how loaded this movie is, man. It's got yeah. Rhino. It's got Electro. Probably. Two Osbournes. Two Osbournes, probably Black Cat. Probably, I mean, I don't know. No, Black Cat's wow. pretty much, Felicia Hardy pretty much confirmed. Uh, so yeah. Black Cat, as well as possibly Adrian Toomes. 
um, the yeah. Vulture. I mean, it's becoming very obvious they want Sinister Six to come into play eventually. That's cool. I dig it. Um, I mean, Sinister Six is always my favorite Spider-Man thing, so that's that that's something to look forward to. But I mean, it is a very overstuffed movie, and I guess in a way they're trying to do like a Nolan thing where there's like little bits and pieces of right. the Spider-Man universe sort of floating. Yeah, around. I mean, who's who's to say that like Black Cat or Rhino or somebody like that's going to be any more in the movie any more than say. Uh, scarecrow was in dark knight right absolutely it could be a very small part i mean or or zaz you know when zaz showed up right um so basically showed up in name only right exactly so i mean it it, it could work out fine or it could be a giant clusterfuck like i I, i'm really thinking electro is going to be the primary antagonist of this movie and that rhino is just going to show up every now and then or something like that it's hard to say i mean until we see the final product i mean i like paul giamatti i like jamie fox but i have not liked any pictures i've seen uh of them in the onset, um, particularly Jamie Foxx's awesome comb over. Uh, you will just not. Let I that won't go. do it, man. I won't. It is pretty it's silly. Horrible. And then he's gonna look awesome as Electro, and you're gonna feel silly. Probably, probably. I hope I do. I would love for the movie to be good. Honestly, um, I think Mark Webb's a, a, a good guy in every interview I've read, and Five Hundred Days of Summer is a great film. Um, he's got a little bit of chops, but you know. I just I didn't like Harper. You haven't had anything to say about this. What are your thoughts on Amazing Spider-Man Two? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not that excited about it. I thought the first one was decent, but I kind of forgot about it. If that right. says anything, so I don't, I don't know. I'm not that psyched. I'll, I'll I'll go see it for sure. But I'm excited for Electro. He's probably one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. So at least I'm getting something out of this. Right. If it's not Doc Ock. Sure. Sure. Totally. Uh... Um. But anyway, moving on. Um. A new comic book movie adaptation was announced that is not a superhero movie, so yay, we don't have to talk about superheroes for the entire podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lock and Key, which is a an IDW series that is about to wrap up, it is, uh, it's not told in a strict sense in that it's an ongoing, it's told in different miniseries, yeah. um, but it is collection, collected in trades that are numbered, so it's not like it's you have to track down a certain title or something like that, they are numbered. Um, I love it. I know, Kyle, you haven't read it, but Harper, I understand you have. Yeah, that's one of my, it's probably my favorite ongoing thing for, for it has been for a while. It's ridiculously good. Yeah, it's it's an excellent comic, and it does a great job of setting up its own little world. And uh, Joe Hill writes it, and for people who don't know, Joe Hill is Stephen King's son. Um, and it, it's just a fantastic comic. It was about to be a TV show a few years ago on Fox and they actually filmed a pilot for it that screened at Comic-Con, but then Fox just decided to not go through with it. Yeah. Have you seen the preview for the pilot? No. Well, I've, yeah, I have seen the preview. Yes. I've looked at it. It looked episode. like it was going to follow the comic pretty well. Yeah, it did. I, and I, that's like, I'm excited about the movie news just because it brings more attention to such a fantastic book, but I almost feel like it would work better as a TV show. That's yeah. That's exactly how I reacted. And it's exactly how I reacted about two weeks ago when the fables movie was announced. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would agree on that front too. And it's a, I think it's how everybody reacted when Why the Last Man was announced as a movie. Um, mind all three of these couldn't happen, but I really think even if they're fantastic movies, they would have been better as TV shows. Yeah, I mean, Lock and Key has got such a huge mythos built yeah. up behind it at this point. It's such a big story, and I mean, while while each trade kind of has its own arc it's definitely all building towards where they're going right now at the very end. Right. So it, I feel like it'd be hard to cram all of that into a movie and have it be really satisfying. I, I would hope the movie will just be the first trade, but I really don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, that could work. 
And what I would have loved for them to do if they did a TV show is just uh, the fourth trade. Um, it was either the fourth or the fifth. The, whatever the last trade to come out was all just a flashback. It was all stuff that was in the past. Building. Yeah, everything. that was five. Uh, yeah, Clockworks. It was all like and colonial. And I would have loved for them to have maybe just done a TV show of what happens in the present and then maybe done a movie out of Clockworks. That would be interesting. I could see that. I don't know. Kyle, you don't have anything to say about Lock and Key? Are you interested at all in it? Should we explain what it's about? Or what? No, I'm just enjoying not talking. So, <laughs> um, No, I mean, I, I know what Lock and Key is about. And, I mean, I, I had the opportunity to read the first trade. I mean, I think it's really good to not know what it's about going in. Because my brother just gave it to me and told me to read it. And he didn't tell me anything about it. And I absolutely fell in love with I it. Mean, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I'm, one day I may go back and do it. I ain't going to do it anytime soon. But um, if the, if there's a, uh, you know, a thing coming out in, on TV or in the films or whatever, I'll, I'll check it out. All right. So um, do we want to talk about Jim Carrey or do we want to leave that for another time? Oh, God. Let's leave it for another time. <laughs> All right. We'll talk about Jim Carrey another day, but uh, so let's let's finish up news with uh, a discussion about two DC books that were announced. Since we've been talking about Marvel for two hours, um, so we have Superman Wonder Woman by Charles Soule, and uh, it's Tony S. Daniels drawing that one, isn't he? Yes, he sure yeah. is. Yeah, so that that one sold me. It, that's that enough sold me on that book. And then we have Justice League three thousand. And could you explain the team behind this one and why everyone's so excited? Yeah, yeah. about that Dude, team. It's um, it's Keith Giffen, uh, J M Demetrius, and uh, Kevin McGuire. And the reason people are so excited about that is because that's the team that put together the Boahaha uh, Justice League International book from the nineteen eighties. It was a huge hit, huge. I mean, it it sparked sort of like a, a revolution in. Uh, how uh, you know superheroes can almost be like sitcom characters. I mean, it was it was a really great great title, and they they've reunited here and there for different books. There was a book called Heroes Squared, and um, they did a bunch of different like Justice League International reunions. Um, like, yeah, I can't believe it's not the Justice League, and a few other books like that. And um, since so you're saying Justice League 3000 might be a more humorous. Well, book. that's just the thing. They claim it's not. Those designs don't look funny. No. Yeah, they don't. They look very. No, serious. It, Howard Porter did the I mean, design. You have Batman looking exactly like Batman Beyond, or, or Batman of Earth Two. I mean, or, or even the Flashpoint Batman Two a little bit. Yeah, with that black and red. Yeah. It, it's it's. Hard. And then uh, the Flash just looks like a bank robber or something. <laughs> that's a weird design. Um, yeah. Like Green Lantern's the only one I absolutely loved out of all those designs. I, I liked them all just fun. I mean, you know, we're going to need context before we yeah. can really make a real determination on, you know, the characters and, you know, who they are and everything else. But, I mean, what's interesting is it's the far future, um, and they haven't explained, like, what the ties are between why they have this um, – why well, they have the, the the big seven or big six or whatever big five I guess really so far, um, <laughs> they might add on. They, to there it. might be an Aquaman yeah. or a Martian Manhunter, but or a Cyborg. But the five that they've introduced, um, you know, what their ties are to the present day Justice League. Here's the practical reason why they're doing this: the Legion of Superheroes doesn't sell. Okay, I, I yep. love that book, but it's being canceled for a reason because no one buys it except like me, guys like me. And <laughs> um, so they instead they wanted to create a sort of 30th century version of the or 31st century version of the Justice League. They want to line up their titles, uh, sort of like how Marvel lines up their titles. I mean, when we went through those solicitations, how many Avengers books did we go through? A ton. How many X Men books many. are there? A ton. So you know, 
DC wants to do something very similar. They want their team books to have Justice League type ties. So, because that sells better. And putting on a dynamic team like Giffen and Demetrius, that's pretty darn big, especially with Kevin Maguire on pencils. So, I think there's a lot of guys that, you know, are going to have fond memories of that team, and they're going to come back to that book. Plus, plus, you're going to have a lot of people say, ooh, Future Justice League, bought. Right, yep. even even not looking at the creative team, it's that's just a fun concept. Like I can see a lot of people latching on just for that. Yeah, and, at least the first issue will sell well because of that concept. And they're great writers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Keith Giffen wrote my favorite run on a book ever. And uh, I mean, and he's and he's always he always works better when he has someone scripting his stuff. Jam Demetrius being that being a great version of that person. So um, I'm excited very much. So it's already on my pull list, and I don't even know when it comes out. So. <laughs> Uh, it comes out in October, so at least it's in a time where it'll be a little bit cheaper and more likely for me to buy it. Hooray! So, uh, do we want to talk about Superman Wonder Woman for just a just second? A second. Sure. Um, I think it'll be a little awkward if they ever break up in that book. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, lo- I mean, it looks like, I mean, Charles Soule was talking on Twitter, like, there's going to be a lot of um, uh, risque stuff, too. I mean, he made it sound like it was going to be like a oh, little bit of sex- sexy time between them. Yeah. Might have to I, stick to Azarello then when it comes to Wonder Woman. I like that they've got them paired up in the new Fifty Two. I think that's a, an interesting way to do something totally different, and it's worked really well so far for me. But I hate that that's the direction they're going. Like a team up book sounds awesome between the two of them, but I yep. would much rather the cover be them like about to fight somebody together than you know yep. about to do it on the cover of the comic. Especially <laughs> after Justice League making such a big deal about Wonder Woman being a very strong character who has no weaknesses and all that. It would have been very interesting. Right. Yeah, it could have been they could do this a little more tastefully to me. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean it's I guess maybe they're trying to shoot for that <laughs> that non existent comic book romance crowd. <laughs> right. But, um I guess they're hoping that something will uh, will spark you know, I mean, here's the thing: they're they're writing a lot of Superman titles, and they're really trying yeah. to make build Superman back into a brand, kind of like how Batman is. I mean, yeah. even their big Superman Unchained book still sold less than Batman yep. a Zero Year. That being more because of the price point, I think, than it being Superman. And a stupid fucking poster in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with you. When I mean, we talked about that last week, but yeah. I mean that that that's definitely a problem. So the um, I think they want to try and build up as many of these Superman books as possible. It's also possible they may be trying to build up the Wonder Woman brand, and or yeah, hopefully we've touched on that before. For yeah. hopefully reasons that come in July, I hope. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully reasons that are on the yeah. Hopefully reasons that are on the big screen and not the small yes. screen. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. My prediction is this: not not to cut away from this discussion, but if if there's not an announcement uh, in Hall H about something big from DC Entertainment and Warner Brothers, you're never going to get an announcement. Just just my prediction. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm still saying Man of Steel 2, Wonder Woman, and Justice League. Yep, I, I hope you're right. I'm, 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 I told you, man, I'm going Man of Steel 2, Justice League, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the book no one else is predicting, or the movie no one else is predicting. I mean, I, I would... I would be the last person to say an Aquaman movie sounds stupid, but I would just be shocked if they announced it. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd see a Green Lantern too before that, honestly. <laughs> uh, I, I'd expect the Flash before that. All right, all right. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens in a month. They're gonna, they'll see. They saw all those Quicksilver things going on just in between two Marvel groups, so oh. 
they're gonna they're gonna want to get in on the super speed game. For for the record, Superman Wonder Woman's on my pull, so I'm getting that. Um, yeah. Ever since the little three issue stint on Action Comics, I've been dying to see Tony S. Daniel draw some more Superman. So oh. yeah, I'll I'll try it as long as uh, Tony S. Daniel doesn't start to write it at any point. <laughs> Force his way into the writing room on that one too. Jeez. Um. So all right. So that 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 wraps news, Shane. Cool. Yep. All right. So let's just close off here with uh this on this extra long podcast on uh you know the things we're looking forward to next week and harper since you're our guest sir um in terms of comics tv movies anything you're really looking forward to uh well it looks like uh next week's going to be an enormous comics week looking at the (laughs) stuff coming out so um I'm I'm pretty psyched for Batman and Superman. I've always liked that team up, and the cover is absolutely gorgeous. I really like Jay Lee, so I'll definitely give that a shot. Um, Lazarus with uh, Rucka looks really really interesting, so that would be that's definitely uh, getting pulled next week. And um, Hawkeye and the Wake Prophet. There's a lot of really good stuff. It's hard hard to choose one or two. I'm, uh, so I'm pretty excited for next week, but my wallet is not. <laughs> uh, how about you, Shane? Um, I really, I mean, it's going to be a big, somewhat big week for me. I think it's probably going to be about equal to what I had this week. I pulled about eight this week, and I think I'm going to have about the same this. Um, mostly because we have all three Justice League books coming out on the same day. Um, I don't get Justice League Dark, but I, I'm excited for JLA, um, even though Catwoman's not dead. Um we know she's not dead, but I'm excited for JLA because it looks like Simon Baz is finally going to come into this series. And then I'm excited for uh, Justice League just because it's going to be the Shazam standalone issue. Oh, yeah. And uh, then uh, I'm one I'm excited for, but I will not get to read it until the trade comes out because that's just how I pick up that series. Um, Unwritten number 50 comes out. And the only reason it's a big deal is because the Unwritten is about to cross over with Fables. Yeah, yeah. Um, the... Uh... I will say, in terms of the things I'm looking forward to, mostly everything you guys have mentioned, Batman, Superman, uh, the Justice League books, obviously, it's going to be a big week on that end. As far as DC goes, I'm very excited about, and it's kind of weird to be excited about, but Larflees and Red Lanterns. Um, I didn't read like New Guardians, but I did read the first Venditti Green Lantern issue, and I'm very it was okay. Yeah, I liked it okay, but I'm interested to see what Charles Soule can do with Red Lanterns. Um, he's a writer that has me very intrigued, and Larflees is Giffen and Demetrius, so <laughs> I <laughs> may give it a whirl, man. I mean, it, it, unfortunately, it may be a book that lasts, you know, like a couple of months, but um, otherwise, on the uh, Marvel side of things. You know, Hawkeye's new issues coming out. Uh, I think there's a new Daredevil coming out. Um, yep. So a lot of good stuff on that in FF. And so provided that, that nothing's been delayed anymore, I'm excited about the new Pizza Dog Hawkeye issue. And then an image profits my jam. So that's gonna be yeah. that's gonna be where I rock it, man, for sure. Um, but anyway, uh, let's let's wrap this one up. This one's gone extra long. So um, we uh, looking forward to a good week, some good stuff. And oh shit, I'm about to watch the finale of Mad Men. So that's gonna be a, a good time had by me for the next Yay, hour. Yay, True Blood. Uh, mm. True Blood. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, I, I wish you luck, sir. I couldn't make it past the first ten minutes of the last. I will see. It actually got better after that ridiculous opening. Oh, did so. it? Well, that's where we stopped. Not much, but it got that's better. That's where we stopped. Um, well, Harper. Yes. Once he was, once Bill was not Superman anymore, it got better. <laughs> Harper, I appreciate you being on, man. Thank you so much, dude. Oh, this was awesome. And thanks very much for having let's me. Let's do it again very, very soon. And um, Shane, buddy, you guys have a great weekend.
I'm breathing new.